Hello there. This is Biology 101. This is our first episode. Our learning competency is to explain the postulate of the cell theory. For today, we are going to state the central statements of the soul theory and be able to explain the main idea of the cell theory. We are going also to at least know the background of the discovery of the cell and of course the cell theory. So let's start. The first part is historical and it tackles about the discovery of the cell. You are or we are actually living at a time when a great deal is known about microscopic life. However, in the beginning of 1600s, People knew only about organisms they could see with the unaided eye. They certainly had no knowledge of the existence of cells. So with the advent of industrial revolution at that time and development of new technologies, it gives way to the invention of microscopes which is one of the most important breakthroughs in biology. The microscope was actually invented by a Dutch glassmaker in late 1500. It is consisted with a tube with lens ground from rock crystal and magnified objects up to nine times of their actual size. Many other inventions produced variations of this simple model in 1600s. So in 1665, a British scientist, Robert Hooke, published a set of drawings illustrating what he had observed in, what he had observed rather, in a microscope. This shows like an empty chambers. This shows like chambers, different chambers that look like a compartment. And he identified it as cell. Scientists later learned that cells hooked, observed, had once contained living matter. So in early 1670s, Anton van Leeuwenhoek, a Dutch fabric store owner, began to grind lenses as a hobby. So Leeuwenhoek used a handheld microscope to examine materials from pond water and blood. So to his amazement, was able to discover a microorganism. 
a world or I mean an organism that can be seen that can only be seen by that by that invention or by, by his invention this the rest is actually history the rest if we are going to trace back the historical record there are several scientists after Anton van Leeuwenhoek that contributes in the study of microorganism cells and other um, other material taken from taken from samples that can only be seen by a microscope. So the second part is part of our main course for today. And this is about cell theory. The invention of the microscope lead to many advances in the study of science. By 1830s, Many biologists were using microscope as their chief investigative tool and some of them were some of the key discoveries biologists made during 1800s are part of the development of how the microscope how the how the cell are being established as a basic unit of life. So these advances give way to the three more advances that are specifically important in building one of the key theories in cell or in the, in the knowledge about cell. It was Matthias Leiden who was a botanist explained that plants are made up of cells. On his investigation of plant sample, he was able to see compartment-like. In 1838, Sliden made a generalization that all plants are made of cells. About the same year, but on separate investigation, Theodor Swan was studying animals. His microscope or his microscopic investigation of animal parts led him to generalize that all animals are made up of cells. He further proposed that all organisms are made up of cells. Okay. So that was actually the first principle. That was the that was the content of the first principle. During 1830s, most people, including many scientists, thought that new living things could appear spontaneously from non-living matter. You actually recall that, you may recall that in your previous year on your 
discussion about cell because cell is introduced I think in the lower years especially in junior high school in 1855 a German doctor named Rudolf Virtue disputed the idea of spontaneous generation Virtue reasoned out that new plant cells arise from pre-existing plant cells and new animal cells may also arise from pre-existing animal cells so virtue conceptualizes the idea that pre-existing cells give rise to new cells so the ideas of this of the first two scientists Slyden and Swan together with virtue make up of what we call cell theory so the traditional cell theory consists of three principles cells are the basic units of life all organisms are made up of one or more cells then all cells arise from existing cells so this emphasizes that all organisms are composed of cells that it is the fundamental units of life okay historically cell theory has provided direction it gives direction to many of our biologists specifically modern biologists to work more on cells and eventually it leads to the development of some ideas that are linked to evolutionary genetics to molecular genetics and to somehow developmental science that we'll talk about more of the development of an organism in the advent or in the pursuit of the study of cell the some expert some of our modern biologists reconstruct the development of cell theory reconstruct different principles as they study the cell so from three principles they've come up with modern tenets of cell theory so the first if you will notice on the previous cell or on the uh, bit on the cell theory established by three scientists is identified as cell are the cells are the basic units of life on earth then if you will notice the second one is all organisms are constructed of cells they further emphasize or modern tenants further emphasize that every living thing on earth is at least a single cell or a population of cells 
later on you will notice or perhaps you had you you have encountered in your previous year the word unicellular or the terms unicellular and multicellular and this is i think the uh, connotations or the idea of modern biologists to include or specifically include this as a principle for cell turing for modern uh, modern principle of cell turing then the third one is cell arise from pre-existing cell okay the modern tenants emphasizes some or improve, develop some uh, changes in the principle due to their investigation, due to their further investigation, specifically in experimental studies that are usually done in laboratories. So they add or they change that principle into except at the origin of life itself all cells arises from pre-existing cells they further emphasize that cells arise only by division of living cells never by aggregation of cell parts and cell chemicals you will uh, you will in yours in your study on higher biology you will understand that since cells are capable or are in calculation they are said to be aggregated so they somehow build up a specific function or they somehow show a specific function and other cellular processes specifically chemical processes within them are usually uh, are usually unique to a type of cell okay cells of okay so because of the technological advancement they were able to they were able to what they were able to study every sub particles or every subcomponent of cell and they added two more concepts for cell chewing these are the following cells of multicellular organisms are sometimes interconnected enabling them or enabling the resultant population to function as a single unit that's why tissues that are built up form an organ and an organ perform a specific function for example a heart for example our um, lungs 
it performs a specific function in our body. Okay? It, for, uh, on the other hand, it also applies to plant, not only to human, not only to, uh, uh, to animal kingdom, but also to plant kingdom. Okay? So, for plant, for example, leaves perform a specific function. Roots perform a specific function. And all the cells there perform functions that are related to that specific function. Towards that specific function. So, for example, roots is for absorption of water. So, therefore, most of the cells that are made into tissue in that part of the plant are uh, particularly work for absorption of water. So some of them may be able to give some air spaces for giving space or pressure for giving um, space and pressure of water. Some of them will be able to give um, the root I mean extension for so that so that roots can can increase the surface area for roots absorption and lastly cells of multicellular animals must stick to solid surfaces to divide move assume specialized shapes and carry out necessary functions. So cells of multicellular animals. The different type of tissues make up different type. I mean, made up of different type of cells. And it has, um, they are stick together, they are grouped together. They are specialized for a certain functions because that gives them shapes. Or I, I mean that gives them the ability to do the ability to what they call this, the ability to work for that specific function. So for example, the muscle cells is for motion. And that's why they also have their, their, their unique shape, okay? which is different from the shape of neurons. Okay? So because neurons is not intended for, mass, for movement, it, inten it is intended for transmission of impulses. So therefore, it has a different shapes and size well as also different structure as compared to muscle cells. Okay? Also, you will notice that there is a difference between a skeletal muscle cells and at the same time, the difference between, although they are of the same type, it's muscle cells, but the, 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 there's a difference between a skeletal muscle cells and cardiac muscle cells because it is also located in a different organ.
different parts of the body that is in terms of the complex that is in terms of the function of human or human organism and perhaps you will understand that when we study the different parts or the different organ system okay so that is the modern tenets of cell theory so in this in this in in our for today we were able to at least describe or state the cell theory and describe the tenets or the principles of cell theory okay so i hope i have given you some inputs for our first session thank you very much again we'll see each other on the second episode of biology one